0: What should you do? Should you leave a bad review or not leave a bad review? Hmm... it's a hot topic among authors and writers. Writers, maybe you're writing and you're not even an author yet and you read a book because, you know, writers and authors, we read a lot of books, right? And the book is horrible and you feel like You need to leave a bad review. You need to be honest. Hmm. We're going to take a look at that today. Hi, I'm Autumn Bardot, author, writer, speaker, YouTuber, mom, grandmom and probably a whole lot more. This channel is all about writing tips, author tricks and living your best writing life. Because, let's face it, Most of us are juggling a lot of things and still trying to find time to squeeze in our passion, our passion for writing. That's what this channel is all about. If you haven't already, I would love if you would click that subscribe button and that notify button, which will notify you when I have a new upload. And if you like content like this, if you learn something, give it a thumbs up. So the book you read, it was horrid. Do you? a writer, an author, do you leave a bad review? I mean, you have a platform and I'm going to take an honest look into leaving bad reviews. Some of you may not like it and may disagree with me and that's, that's fine. This is my opinion and um, I kind of share why I have that opinion and you've Please leave a comment if you, you know, handled it differently or something that you do. But I've been in the book world for about 10 years now, and I found that um, leaving bad reviews, yeah. mm, And there's probably several reasons you want to leave the bad review, and I wrote a list of them down. So, it could be maybe the formatting was done by someone who had no idea what formatting should be, or didn't have the skills to do it, or couldn't pay someone. We've opened up those indie books where the formatting is off and weird, or the font is weird, and sentences is kind of crazy. You know immediately they didn't format it correctly. Maybe the story was horrible. The content of the story. Maybe there, maybe there was no story. Maybe there was no story arc. Maybe the characters were superficial. Maybe it was full of grammar issues and misused words and and repeated words. Maybe it was written by someone who doesn't know the English language or the English language isn't their first language. So there was a lot of second language kind of mistakes. Whatever the reason, I think really what matters is you, the writer-author. Let's face it, many authors feel compelled to correct or give valuable advice to books that they feel were less than adequate here's my take on that and frankly you know it's a you thing this is kind of, this is my opinion I'm just sharing my thoughts on this I don't give an author a horrible book review um, even if I think they need valuable advice I don't know how that author is going to take it a lot of authors they don't take kindly to criticism Mm -mm. and a lot of them no not a lot you just you don't know who's going to be mean vindictive have more friends than you (laughs) and if they're going to trash you on social media you you don't know that I bet you've heard the stories, too. They, have a, they gather up a posse and they trash all your books on Amazon and Goodreads and wherever else they can. They do as much damage as they can because they're retaliating against your negative review. It's the revenge review. It's real. And I think that's a little bit scary. It's simply not worth the risk to me. Some authors feel like it is their duty to warn readers about how bad the book is. I guess I would ask, why? Why do you feel it's your duty? There is a look inside feature in most of the books. You don't really have a duty to the readers or an obligation to tell them how bad it is. And let's be honest, there is no nice way to say this book sucks for whatever reason. There just isn't. Even if you sandwich it between nice comments. This sucks, still is this sucks. You know, is my duty, as a teacher, it's my duty to tell my students when their thesis doesn't make sense or their essay needs to be revised. Like, that's my duty because they pay me to do that. But as an author, Writing a review, for a horrible review, that's not my duty to warn others. Some authors say they have to tell the truth. They must be truthful. And they're going to do it gently and kindly. But they're going to give them a one star. Um, yeah, that's that's doesn't... Mm. This can't be done. If you give the one star, then it doesn't matter how kind your words are. Some authors say to reach out to the author privately. This, I think, has the same effect as publicly because you just don't know how the author is going to respond, how they're going to take it. You don't know that person. You have no idea. So... I'd be careful about that. People don't like being told that something needs improvement. And then there's that revenge thing again, whether you do a public review or privately tell them everything that was wrong with their book. Before we go on, I want to break in for a moment, because I keep forgetting, to tell you about my master's class that was, oh, yes, finally going to be available this summer at the Historical Fiction Company, There'll be a link in the description box below. And I'm really excited about this class. I've been working on it for a very long time. I wish I could have gotten it out sooner, but working, you know, kind of cuts into the writing dream life. (laughs) Now, even though Historical Fiction Company is hosting the master's class, it is not just for historical fiction writers. It is for all writers, all genres. And the master's class is on the power of archetype and writing a more masterful sentence. I think it will be both transformative and strategic because it will give you the tools to create memorable and nuanced characters with strategic ease and craft evocative and layered prose with transformative purpose. I also give you Lots of supplementary material. So look for that coming this summer. I'm super excited about it. I'm almost done with the final sessions. So let's get back to reviews. Do you leave a review for everything that you purchased? Everything you purchase on Amazon? I don't or Walmart or Target or any of the other stores. I rarely leave a review like of 100 things I buy. I leave a review for maybe 10 of them. So I don't feel compelled to write a review for every book I read or every bad product um, that I have. I did have a a horrible product. I bought it, I did leave a bad review on Nordstrom's because there were some pants and the button burst and I was in a hotel room with no way to fix that button. It was like a jean button. I was pretty pissed off, so I left a horrible review saying that I had no pants. I had taken two pair of pants that trip, those pair that broke, and a pair of jeans, and now I was down to one pair of pants, so I did leave a bad review, but not under my pen name. Also, I just don't have time to leave all those reviews, which is something we're going to be looking at in a little bit. There's an old rule. I know you remember it. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. But people, I can hear people say, but wait, that's not about reviews. Here's another thing. People have different versions of five stars. I mean, Amazon, I looked, I did not see a specific five stars means this, four stars means that. Everybody has their own version of a five star review. So, my aunt gives me four-star reviews because she says that only best-selling authors can get five stars. That's it. That's her reasoning. Okay. I give a book a five-star review because I really, really liked it. Like, I really liked it. I have a one-star on The Impaler's Wife that frankly tells me a lot more about the reader who picked out one or two lines, maybe three lines, in an an entire 450-page book and made some judgments about it? (laughs) Okay. Some people think of it as A, B, C, D. So, a five star would be an A, a B would be four stars, a C would mean average would be three stars. Well, most authors will tell you a three star, you're like, what? A three star? We don't see it as just, hey, it was an okay book, great, I moved along. It's subjective. To me, a three star means, eh, not so good. Once again, it's subjective. Once you become a writer, you have a public platform. In fact, I hope you have a public platform. And we're going to discuss that in the next video. <laughs> Once you have a public platform, platform. You have a lot more to consider when writing public reviews. You have a pu- you have a reputation, and it's how you're going to appear to others. You may try to make your words as kind as possible, but a negative comment is still a negative comment. And people who say that they want to couch it in like really nice terms and write it as nicely as possible, I get it. However, I simply do not have that kind of time to spend that much time writing a review that will be so inoffensive and nice and sugarcoated? I think that takes a lot of time, and, and don't you have some writing to get done on your stuff anyway? And apparently Amazon doesn't like if competitors give a bad review. So if you're a competitor, meaning the same genre, with that book and you give it a bad review, Amazon, doesn't like that and they will often not let you leave reviews anymore and if you're an author this is problematic because you need to be able to leave reviews for your friends for any advanced review copies that you receive you need to be able to leave reviews so like cherish that guard that because amazon can take it away at any time I don't want to lose my ability to review books. It's not worth it. So have I read a lot of books that I'm like, eh, two, eh, three, meh, horrid. I don't leave the review, especially if it's in my genres. So what do you think about leaving a bad review? We talked about revenge reviews. We Talk about taking a lot of time to write something super nice and really don't you have something else to do and then feeling obligated to tell somebody it was horrid and why it was horrid. I just want to caution you and to be mindful of that because you never know when it's going to come back to bite you. And also, once you realize you don't have to do it. You're not obligated. You don't need to warn people. It frees up a lot of your time. It frees up a lot of your headspace because you can just move along and not be concerned with it. If I gave you something to think about today, please give it a thumbs up if you haven't subscribed. I would love if you would do that. And there's always writers, dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye.